Taking care of your dogs can be rough. Luckily, your friends over at BarkBox have you covered. Sign up to receive monthly care packages delivered right to your door with food, toys, and treats customized just for your dog. With prices starting at $23 a month and free shipping, now is the time to get started with BarkBox. Use our personalized BarkBox link either in the description or on our social media platforms to get deals, promotions, and more for your favorite pups. What is up, Arizona high school basketball fanatics? Welcome back to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast, where we discuss one of the hidden gems in Arizona, small school basketball. Here we talk about everything in the small ball scene. We cover scores, coaches, teams, and players. As coaches in the Valley, we understand that these teams don't get enough attention, and our biggest goal is to change that. We're here to keep you guys updated on everything small ball and ignore everything else because Honestly, Arizona Small Balls is better than everything else. On our show, these guys are the stars. It is Monday, December 27th. Reyes is here with me as always, and we hope all of you guys had a great Christmas. We hope you had a great time with family, ate some really good food. I've put on some weight. I got a brand new wedding ring. I celebrated my son's first Christmas. I finished up my master's class. And of course, I've been able to watch some holiday hoops. Reyes, how was your Christmas? My Christmas is good. Um, didn't get a new wedding ring because I'm not married. Um, you haven't gotten have a, a wedding ring yet. <clears throat> I, uh, I don't have a kid yet. So wasn't my first Christmas. I'm going on a year. I think about 22 right now. Um, so I mean, other than that, I mean, it was good, you know the season of giving and receiving um season what is this like a hallmark card or something <laughs> just quoting it <laughs> no but it was great you know i said i got some pretty cool gifts was able to give out some pretty nice nifty gifts as well hey you um, even you even hooked my son up with some with a nice fit man it was nice yeah i just felt like the way i'm afraid that he's gonna dress similar to you and so I just got to make sure we give him that fresh, timeless look. I will say that because of that outfit, I think now Sweet Lou is, he's more stylish than I am right now. I'm going to say that. I, I think that whole fit probably, it's pretty tough to compete with in your closet, I would imagine. Absolutely, trust me, we've, we've seen your closet, bro. <laughs> I'm glad you had a really good Christmas. I know you said that you ate a lot of food. I ate so much, dude. Like, how much I, weight do you think you put on this holiday season? Don't lie either. Oh, like le legitimately, I put on five. I weighed myself like yesterday before I left. Five pounds. Five pounds. Dang, I put on little, it, it started like last week too. Let's just be honest. I know it was like a, a week or something. I told you before we hopped on the pod that I was going to plan to get in shape during Christmas break. It didn't happen. I gained about six pounds, so I I won up to you there. I think you're lying, but that's okay. You've been making, like, slight comments about my weight, too. I know you have been. No, I haven't. I told you you look good, <laughs> dude. I thought you still left it. You look good. I don't know. Well, whatever. It's fine. I'm glad you had a great Christmas. And, and we hope that all of you guys had a great Christmas. We're going to get into some hoop talk. But before we do, we wanted to remind you guys about our free Suns tickets giveaway that ends on January 1st. See our social media for details. But as my wife would say, as Jenny would say, Share that mofo as much as you can to spread the word. If you share it, you get an extra entry, right, Rose? I believe so. Oh, yeah, you do. I believe so. I you're, like, you're the one who put it. I'm the one that created it. Yes, you know, you share it, put it on your Instagram story, put it on your Facebook story. Uh, make sure you tag us so we're able to see it. And like I said, man, you know, sun, free Suns tickets, man. Like, it's pretty fun. Obviously, you know, one lucky winner is going to come out with two free Suns tickets. So, you know, be, be that lucky person. Have we decided on a game yet? I don't think we have, right? No, we haven't decided on a game. We're going a little back and forth right now. There's a little heated debate, but at the end of the day, it will be a good game to go watch. If you guys have any suggestions, write into the show for us. We'd love to get your input. No promises that we're going to actually do the game that you pick, but you never know. Just write yeah. in and let us know. Yeah, Santa might turn his sleigh around and pick your guys' game that you guys want to go to. We'll see. Santa's gone already, man. You don't know that. On for you, baby. <laughs> We're going to figure it out. 
On this week's pod, we had to talk about the week that Rancho had. They represented the small ball scene in a huge way. They played over in the Visit Mesa Basketball Challenge early last week. They went 3-1 and one with wins over Smoky Hills, Corona del Sol, and Chaparral. Finishing in third place, their only loss was to Perry, who won the whole thing. I got to watch their games against Corona del Sol and Perry. And if you're a Rancho fan, even though they finished in third, there's a lot of reason for optimism here. Aside from their game against Perry, Rancho was dominant against some really good teams from all over Arizona. And I guess you could even say Colorado because of Smoky Hills. They've just got so many weapons. Uh, Deanna's, I just want to highlight a few of them because, I mean, they're just loaded. That uh, Deanna's, who's averaging 18 points per game, six rebounds, he is much improved from last year. Reyes, take a guess. How many points do you think Deanna's averaged last year compared to this year? He's improved. I want to say not like an, inc- not an insane amount, but I think he was probably averaging around like 10 or 11. So you're close. He was averaging 12. Dang it. But that's a huge improvement for him. He's a, a much more impactful player this year than he was last year even. Deanna's he's got great length. He uses it well on both ends. He can shoot the ball. He also has really good control driving to the rim. Noel Vargas, who we've talked about on the show quite a bit, 13 points per game, four rebounds, two assists, 43% from three. Ooh. That's a really good percentage. I mean, you guys all know that you guys are basketball fans, but he's shooting really, really well right now and just making really great decisions. He's got a super high basketball IQ. I mean, I was trying to think about the best way to describe him. I I know people say like a gamer. He's just a baller, man. I mean, I know you've got to watch him play quite a bit, but we just love his game. Tough player. We saw a little bit of last year, what he's able to do for his team, especially he's coming off an injury, right? I think so. Yeah, he is. Coming up an injury, you know, averaging 13. Deanna's averaging 18. It's a nice little combo they got. And then don't forget, I think they have like a 6'7", six, 6'8", six, little forward they got. Not little, but you know what I mean? He has pretty nice footwork and stuff like that. Gives him pretty right. good size. I mean, just like I said, just for the two-way to go up there and compete with some 6 eights, top, top rank, which those teams, like I said, you, Perry, Chaparral, and all them, they'll probably finish around the top 10 in that 6 eight division. So shout out to Rancho for holding his own. Yeah, for sure. And Vargas has his little brother, too. Uh, I'm assuming it's his brother. I mean, it's last name Vargas. If I get that wrong, I'm sorry. I think it is, too. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, I hope it is. I'm right. That we're right. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm sure it is. He's averaging eight points per game, four rebounds, four assists, two steals. And even though those numbers aren't huge, if you watch their games, he really runs their offense for them. And he does a lot of really great things for them. And the last person, I think, is who you were referring to is Ramos. Okay, he's averaging 12 points per game, six rebounds, three assists, two steals. He's actually has a better percentage from three than Noah Vargas does. He's shooting 44% from three. He's got some nice pull-ups off the dribble. He's very crafty. He's super versatile and he's super, super confident. He has kind of an edge to him. I mean, Reyes, moving into the the ending part of their season, how important do you think that confidence is going to be for Rancho? I mean, it's going to be huge, you know what I mean? Like, they're going on a pretty good, nice little push. You know, they had a pretty good, solid weekend. And then coming back after the break, I'm pretty sure for a lot of teams, you know, you're facing everybody in your region. So he's, they're going to see a lot of faces. They're going to see a lot of tough teams. So I think for them, for that weekend, it's going to be great moving on, especially, like, as we carry on to February, which, you know, for us is playoff time. It's going to be interesting to see, like I said, you know, Rancho, just from what you've said, you were able to watch them a little bit. I wasn't able to, but you said that. Right now, they're looking pretty tough. Tough team to beat, you said. Yeah, a tough team anywhere. And and what I'm trying to say, you know, when I started this segment, I said that, you know, there's reason for optimism here. And it's because they have so many weapons. They have a lot of confidence. Something that I really saw is they really rebounded the ball well. I mean, in the games that I watched, it was like one and done. And that was it. Good defense. They have stellar ball defense. And of the teams that I've watched in the two-way, one of the most unselfish teams in the two-way, maybe the most with the most talent that I've seen, period. I mean, they have, they're they loaded, but it doesn't look like anybody cares who scores the basketball. Here's the cool thing about Rancho. They have, in my opinion, the most all-around talent in the two-way, and they play the hardest of any team that I've seen in the two-way. There is a reason for concern, though, for the rest of the two-way. This team is a legit contender in any conference. They'd be in the mix for a strong playoff run no matter what teams are involved. And I'm talking to 1A all the way through 6A. 
they lost to Perry, but they didn't really play with the same sharpness that I've seen them play in the last few games that I've watched. I watched them play probably about five times, and this was the least energy I've seen them come out with against Perry. Even so, they were in reach of about 15 for most of the game, and Perry pulled away in the second half. But but this Rancho team is for real. They open up conference play against Horizon Honors, and the computers and max preps have them as a 15-point favorite. Do you think Horizon competes that good against Rancho? Horizon, uh, I don't know. Like I said, Ran- I mean, Horizon Honors, they're not – they're competitive. Like I said, we saw, I saw them a little bit in person, been watching a little bit of film on them. They're a pretty solid team. They play really hard. Just the talent difference is probably, is probably what's going to set them apart between against the Rancho team. I just don't think they have the personnel to really match up with Rancho. They might have one kid that could possibly go a little bit, but I mean, Rancho has all five, maybe six kids that can really compete at that high level. And so it might be a tough night for Horizon. And I think the hard thing is you would probably say this about Horizon Honors. Horizon Honors competes really hard, right? Yes. Like I said, you know, they play really hard. I mean, they're tough. They're gritty, uh, really well coached and stuff like that. It's not that they're an awful or bad team. They're going to be pretty competitive in the two-way. Uh, don't be surprised if they're in the playoffs. I think they are. It's just that when you're going to see a top-tier team like Rancho, especially off the run they're kind of coming off of, it's going to be pretty tough to compete with. I think Rancho, like I said, just matchup-wise, stylistically, personnel, it's just going to be a little bit too much for Horizon. And the the other thing is that most teams, they're not talented enough, but they play really hard. Rancho is talented, and they play harder than most teams that I've seen. So I think it's going to be a tough one for Horizon. I think that the gap is going to be bigger than that. Hey, I got to say, I'm excited about a lot of teams putting their stats into max preps now. Now you can kind of see what the computer generates as a favorite or not. It's cool to see people with their stats in. It's about time, like I said. Because <laughs> right? in the beginning of the season, you know, we're going to talk about them probably a little bit later. But like I said, for right, when we talked about Valley Christian versus Fallon Hills, Fallon Hills had no stats. And I was right. so upset. Just looked it up. They're there. So hopefully every coach is doing that now so we're able to, you know, go in, dive in you know, highlight some of your players. Cause like I said, like we're not going to be, it's, it's tough for us to watch it's only two of us. We're a two man team. So it's kind of tough for us to watch 136 teams a night. So like I said, those stats really help us. The box scores really help us. And then we're able to like, you know, watch a little recap if we can. Absolutely. And some other really good news. We predicted right Reyes two times. Two times. Oh, I two times. Idea. We talked about the Arizona Christmas, the Eastern Arizona Christmas tournament last week, and we both predicted Thatcher to win, and we predicted Pima to come in second. Thatcher ended up winning the Eastern Arizona Christmas tournament, beating Pima in the championship. So that was, was pretty exciting. It's not often that we get things right. I know that was that was actually pretty cool. Was that the one? Or was that Casa Grande where Coolidge and Sabina were at? That was not the Casa Grande tournament. Okay. Anyways, yeah, yeah I was, that's pretty cool that we predicted that. Like I said, I mean, we talked about Thatcher a little bit. We saw them a little bit in the fall. They're a good team, man. They got some size. They got some length, and they got some pretty long guards, pretty athletic guard. They have a little really point strong. Guard. Yes, there you go. Physical, gritty, uh, play really hard, especially on the defensive end. They, they're a tough team to compete with for sure. Yeah, and Thatcher is led by number one, Curtis, who's averaging 15 points per game. I just immediately think of Curtis from you know where. Yeah. <laughs> uh that's just led by number one curtis 15 points per game 10 rebounds five assists three steals they're also led by number 10 reed 13 points per game two assists four steals and then number 11 napier 10 points per game five assists and then lastly number 24 griffin 15 points per game so they're really sharing the wealth it's not like it's just one kid that's doing everything you got a lot of kids that you got to kind of hone in on when you're playing against thatcher they're playing really really well right now Looking at their region, okay, here's their region that Thatcher's in. Because, dude, this region's loaded. You got Thatcher, ALA Ironwood, Coolidge, Florence, Globe, and Santan Foothills. Do you think, this question of the day, not of the day, because I'm going to ask you some more, but do you think that Thatcher ends up on top of that region by the end of the season? No, I don't think so. I think they finish at least three. I, finish, I think they finish top three. Who do you see coming out on top of this region? Uh, you said ALA, Thatcher, Coolidge, Florence, and Santan Foothills? And Globe. And Globe? I don't think Globe's going to be a top three. I think Globe finishes four. I think, ooh, I don't know. I'm going to say, I'm going to go bold right here. Not even really that bold. I'm going to go ahead and say Coolidge comes out on top behind ALA, Ironwood, 
then Thatcher, then Globe, and then Santan Foothills, and then who? And then at least Florence at the bottom. Do you have Florence at the bottom of that? Wait, wait, wait. No, I'm gonna flip that. <laughs> I'm gonna flip that. I'm gonna flip that. Time out. Hey, 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 hey. I knew you forgot about that. My bad. I didn't forget about them. I don't. Th- I think Florence would probably be like that four or five spot. So I guess you have to move Globe. I think Globe's a good team. But like I said, when they meet ALA, Ireland, and Coolidge, and then it might be a little bit different. So I guess I'll put Santan second to last and Globe last. Okay. Like I said, Globe is going on a decent run right now. It's just that I don't know how they are going to do when they get into region play. Because like I said, they've only played like teams like Miami and like St. Carlos. It's going to be tough for them. Yeah, it's going to be hard. So, yeah. Yeah, I got, I got Coolidge coming out on top of this one. And then after Coolidge – it's a toss-up between – I could see Florence being number two. Florence? And then I could see Florence being number two just because they got, like, the dog in them, man. I mean, they're so good. And then I could see a um, – I could see Thatcher being in third or actually Ailey Ironwood being in third and then Thatcher being in fourth and then kind of going down from there. Whoa, I have Thatcher at least either three or two. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, you know, these teams play against each other. I mean, especially when you play them the second time around. I mean, this is going to be an absolute dogfight for them. Exactly. What a loaded region that is. I know. It's, it's going to be fun. And so, so I wanted to talk about Thatcher because they won that. And even though they did beat Pima, this is a great test for Pima as they did compete with a great 3A program to get ready for the big dogs in the 2A. On their schedule, they still have Trivium and Scottsdale. So those are like two of the two of the marquee names, marquee teams in the 2A. Let's look at Pima's region, okay? And when we look at this region, do you think that anybody out of the East can challenge Pima? Or do you think Pima is the undisputed top dog in their region? So you got Pima, Benson, Bisbee, Morency, Tombstone, and Wilcox. I think the only team that might give them some problems maybe Benson. Maybe okay. Benson and Wilcox, but I think, if I'm not mistaken, Pima already beat Wilcox, right? They did. They handed him pretty good, if I remember correctly. I mean, I think Pima comes on top of their region. Well, that'd be pretty fun. Maybe we'll have to do that for a little segment, you know, talk about all the region, who we think is going to come on top. But like it's I said, coming just, soon. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I think but yeah, I think, re- I think Pima, undeniably, will be, probably be a region champ. Um, like I said, though, I think Pima comes out on top, and then maybe between that Wilcox, Benson. Bisbee's pretty good. Morency's pretty good as well. They're, they're usually pretty, like, solid uh, two-way team. But I think, undeniably, Pima's probably going to come out on top on that one. Yeah, I agree with you. Pima has already drilled Wilcox and Morency. Benson, I agree, too, with what you're saying, that if there's any team in this region that can really challenge Pima, it's Benson. Benson lost to St. David, though, by double digits, who lost to Pima by, like, 30. So, I don't know. You know, I hate comparing scores like that because you don't know, like, everything about the game. But regardless, to me, Bisbee and Tombstone, they don't really seem like they can challenge Pima at this point. I think Pima enters the playoffs with a really high seed in the tournament. And another cool thing about Pima, they're going to get another crack at Thatcher when conference play resumes at the beginning of January. Like, that's their first game back into conference play. So it's going to be fun to see that it was a close game. I think if I remember right, it was within six or seven points that Pima lost to Thatcher. So that's going to be a really fun game to watch. And like I told you before we got on the show, we, we're agreeing way too much right now. I know, but as the season keeps uh, trolling and just roll, uh, trolling, rolling, trolling, trolling, as the season keeps rolling, man, I mean, you, you're starting to get a sense of what teams are which right now. I mean, like I said, right. you know, that doesn't relate to like anything like Eastmark. You know, so that, that had a couple injuries. Then I got their players back. Now they're pretty competitive. They're kind of like hit or miss. It's obviously any given night. But like I said, as the season progresses, we're just kind of figuring out who's who. I think it's kind of easier to see, like, it's easier to place the teams right. where we think they should be. Yeah, no, I agree. Where they're going to be. Where they're going to be. Right. From the beginning of the season, you know, you're kind of shooting from the hip and you have an idea from summer. But, you know, a lot of people are missing kids from the summer and there's all that. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, it's half. It's we're halfway, I believe, technically. Yeah, yeah, we're at the midway point for after sure. This, after this week, once a new semester starts, everybody's pretty much has gone at least like almost almost at least like 10 plus games. Right, for sure. Another big game that happened this past week that we want to talk about that wasn't even really it wasn't part of a tournament, but it was 
it was just a game that was on that I just really wanted to watch because I've heard a lot about it. Window Rock and Monument Valley, this was at Window Rock. And these, in my opinion, or at least what I was thinking when I was watching it, were two of the best res teams in basketball. I, I kind of changed my opinion after watching it, but Monument Valley is really tough. Kind of funny. You remember when the Arizona Republic rankings came out and we were laughing about it? Yes. Oh. Okay, so so back in, well, it was like at the beginning of the season, right? Like a weekend? I think it was even a little bit later than that. I, I want to say at least like two, three weeks in the season. So we had seen Monument Valley throughout the whole summer. And they were really missing kids, I guess. I mean, they had to have been. But when we watched them play, we did not see them as a top 10 team in the 3A. Uh, we, we wouldn't have picked them to be even in the top 25 of the 3A. And they just looked really young and inexperienced. When the Arizona Republic rankings came out, they had Monument Valley as number five. They had a pretty high range. And I remember I, I, called, I called you immediately, and I'm like, bro, what are these guys doing? Do they even watch the small ball scene? And, you know, when we got to see Monument Valley, finally, uh, Monument Valley has a lot of kids that are there currently that were not there in the summer. So they're a better team. Do you think they'd still be a top 10 team? I'm trying to think of the teams right now. I mean, I'll go my little list right now. Don't I'm, – I'm not putting them in order. I'm just going to say names I think are going to be in the top 10. I think you got ALA Ironwood. I think you got Thatcher. I think you got Valley Christian. I do believe – um, oh my ah, – Sabino will be in there for sure. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> top 10, that's kind of hard. I already named four. Oh, Coolidge, Florence. Monument Valley, oh, no, wait, Yuma Catholic. How can we forget about them right now? They're playing right. really tough right now. Um, why, why, why do I feel like I'm missing somebody? I'm at seven. I mean, just do you think that they'd be in the top ten? They could probably creep in at number eight. Okay. Eight or nine, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're good. They're, I'm sorry, I don't mean to put you on the spot all the time. I feel like I could put you on the spot, like, all the time, man. I love it. <laughs> but. I love it. But but watching Window Rock and Monument Valley, they are way better. I think I mentioned in a previous episode that Tuba City is probably the best res team that I've seen, and they were my pick. I think it's really the 3A North is going to be between Monument Valley and either a Chinle or Tuba City. I think that, it, I think Chinle or Tuba. And, and really the big reason why I picked Tuba City is because I think they have really good players and they have good coaching as well. I think they're just going to be really good towards the end of the season. So anyways, I just want to throw that out there about Monument Valley because I was like, what is the Arizona Republic doing? And then we watched them and I was like, oh, okay, that makes a little bit more sense. But I still wouldn't put them at number five. They, they ranked them in that. Uh, a couple things about Window Rock because this was at Window Rock, which, man, their, their stadium is legit. It's so cool. Window Rock, their offense – they tried to spread you out a lot. They try to pass and cut, and they really try to attack off the dribble. Uh, they have a kid on their team, number 24, Nelson, who has a really nice shot, and then another kid, number 22, who runs a lot of their offense for them. And he's a, they're both pretty big-bodied kids. They played a 2-3, and honestly, Monument Valley kind of struggled against the zone early. The, the story of the game for me was Monument Valley was in a very aggressive full-court man defense, and even though they struggled to score in the half-court, they were just dog in window rock the whole game. Monument Valley has three kids that really stick out to me. Number one, Uzio Flores. He's a great defender. He just ripped it from a kid a couple times. At number 24, he's kind of their kid, man. He's a nice lefty guard. His name is all Brandon Bejeau. This kid is smooth, man. He kind of reminds me of one of our players who's very smooth, but which we'll talk about later, but number 24 is a really nice lefty guard. And then number five, Andrew Shepard, who has a really nice stroke from three for Monument Valley. Window Rock has some nice stocky kids, but Monument Valley honestly was just better than they were. Let's look at the 3A North right now and look at where these teams stand with their records. I'm going to read through these. What surprises you most about this list, okay? I'll just say sitting at 0-6, Chin Lee sitting at 3-1, Monument Valley is sitting at 6-0, Page is sitting at two and one. Tuba City is sitting at three and one, and Window Rock is at four and four. What surprises you most about it? Probably the Alchester record, man. 
I know. I did not see it coming, man. I knew they were going to struggle, but I didn't think they'd be 0-6. I didn't think they'd be 0-6 either. They must have some really young guys or just inexperienced guys that are now seniors and right. just, just trying to figure it out, man. You know, so they say, you know, obviously does have a pretty good coach in them. It's just probably seemed like the personnel is a little rough this year. You know, and it happens. Everybody goes through it once in a while, once a season. Uh, Monument Valley's record doesn't surprise uh, – it, it surprises me a little bit. It, it surprises me from the from the summer. I mean, from the summer, I would have switched them and probably Alchese. You know, like maybe Monument Valley's zero and six, and Alchese six and zero. Mm-hmm. But other than that, everything's pretty about what I expected. Like I said, I think Chin Lee's probably gonna. Like, I think Chin Lee comes out of top. If I'm being honest, I don't know about you, but I have Chin Lee coming out of top. Okay, I got Tuba City. I think I'm I'm gonna stick with my with my pick of Tuba City. I think whoever it is besides Chin Lee or Tuba City. They're going to be going up against Monument Valley as far as record-wise and everything. Just going to be right there. So either way, the 3A North is still going to – there's still some great players there. Seriously, if you have not had a chance to see number 24 out of Monument Valley, uh, Brandon Bajot, I posted some stuff about him on social media a couple days ago. You got to check him out, man. The kid's smooth. He's a really nice player. He has a nice pull-up. He has really good finishes and good footwork with his finishes. He's just really good. Monument Valley – begins region play in January. So we're going to see kind of where they end up as they start really getting into the heat of like what you said, region play. We're going to talk about some killer tournaments this upcoming week. But before we do, check this out. This week is loaded with games and tournaments. More than five tournaments are going on this week with close to 100 teams participating. This week's going to be fun. If you're a if you're an Arizona high school basketball fanatic like we are, this is just heaven for you, especially because it's still the holidays. It's still going into New Year's week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Here's some of the tournaments that we're going to talk about, some more than others, but just some of the tournaments that we're going to cover. We got the Judy Dixon tournament, Santa Cruz tournament, uh, Arizona Lutherans tournament, the Timber Mesa tournament, and the Epic New Year's tournament classic. These tournaments are loaded with some of the best teams in Arizona small ball. Also, some really good bigger schools are participating in them. We're going to be hanging out at the Judy Dixon tournament. Reyes, other than that tournament, which of these tournaments would you choose to be at if you had one wish? That epic tourney tournament looks pretty fun to be at. To be it's honest. wild, dude. I think there's over 30 teams there. It looks wild. <laughs> so, I mean... I mean, all of them, man, you said, you know, the Judy Dixon tournament, you know, sadly, it only has three, about three small ball teams, but everything else with the Coyotes classic, whatever you call it, they loaded, Timber Mesa's loaded, and then you said the Epic Tour. I don't know, man. Between, uh, I'm going to say, I would love, I feel like I've seen Northwest Christian, we're going to see him again later on in the season. I kind of want, I would love to go to that Timber Mesa tournament and probably watch the schools like, Uma Catholic and Thatcher and all right. That, that's a good, be super fun to watch. It's going to be great competitive games no matter where you go. For me, I'd pick the Epic Tourney. It's loaded with some of the best teams from the 1A to the 3A. I mean, you got Fountain Hills. We'll talk about it a little bit later, but like Fountain Hills, you got Mojave Accelerated, you got Phoenix Christian, you got just a lot of really great teams here in the Epic Tourney. So it's just going to be really good. No matter which tournament your squad is going to, no doubt your team's going to get better and you're going to have some really great games. Let's look at the Judy Dixon tournament first. And we're going to talk about this briefly, mainly because there's, there's not as many small ball teams in here, but we wanted to highlight the teams that were in this tournament that are playing against a lot bigger schools. Uh, here are the teams, Camp Verde, Dysart, Greenway, Rincon University, Coconino, Estrella Foothills, Desert Ridge, Skyline, Prescott, Peoria, Valley Christian, Thunderbird, Centennial, ALA, Ironwood, Dobson, and Moon Valley. Only three teams from the 3A from Arizona Small Ball are in here competing against some really great competition. These three small ball schools each have really skilled players. So we wanted to highlight some kids from each. Reyes, I know that we've already talked a little bit about Valley. So so briefly, who do you think are some of the key players on Valley Christian? Just real brief, because if you want to hear more about this, you can go to other episodes. Yeah, I mean, you got the Shaw brothers. We'll just crank it off with that. I mean, those two kids, tough kids, obviously great players. You probably heard us talk about them all and all pretty much almost all of our episodes after the season started. So if you want to learn a little bit more about them, check out those previous episodes. Other than that, they said they have some pretty other kids. I think they have number 20 or number 12. Uh, pretty good kids. Get a nice handle number You 11. said they have some pretty other kids. Jesus. <laughs> 
<clears throat> pretty decent kid. <laughs> That's okay. I just wanted to make sure you got that good. Thank you so much. Pretty <laughs> decent kids. Uh, they had number 11. I forgot his name. I think it's Jalen, right? I think so, yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, Valley has a lo- little bit of kid, a lo- load of talent for sure. Yeah, Va- Valley Christian's got some good kids. We've talked about Valley a lot, so if you want to hear more about them or learn more about their squad, you can go back to previous episodes. Let's talk about Camp Verde, okay? And uh, this is – it's kind of funny. This is uh, – we haven't always known how to navigate this. If you don't know, know this, Camp Verde is our squad. That, that's, the, that's the team that we coach for. And I was just talking to somebody the other day, and they're like, oh, wait, you do a podcast. That's super cool. And it's about, like, basketball, and you cover everything. And they were like, aren't you kind of biased towards your team? And I kind of laughed because we kind of go the exact opposite way. Yeah, we avoid talking about it. <laughs> we just don't talk about us. And we're, we love our kids, man. We love our squad and our opinion and our biased opinion. We're the best kids in Arizona. We always say that. we got the best kids in the state. You know, it's funny. I think we have put out like over 700 minutes of audio. Did you know that, Reyes? Over 700 minutes of audio? I did not know that, but I believe we put out about almost 30 episodes. Yeah, we put out a lot. And I think we've devoted about like two and a half minutes to talking about Camp Verde. So, so we, <laughs> so we really, we, we, it's kind of, it's funny. And we wanted to just be real with you guys. Like we haven't always known how to, how to navigate that. Uh, since we're one of the small ball teams that are playing in this big tournament at Judy Dixon, we wanted to highlight some of our kids uh, that have been playing pretty good throughout the season. Uh, one of the kids that we really wanted to highlight is uh, Chito Herrera. Uh, he is a 6'5 center. If you ask him, I'll probably tell you 6'6, uh, but don't don't listen to him. 6'6 is probably with the hair if it's gelled up just perfectly. Uh, but, but Chito Herrera is averaging 12 points per game, uh, seven rebounds, 1.4 assists, uh, he he's really been that presence that that our squad has really been missing. He's been a really been playing a big role in the middle. And he's just really helped our squad a lot. And you got Devin James who averaging ten point two points per game, uh, five uh, six rebounds, uh, four assists, and three steals per game. Just an all around athlete. Really, when he plays with a really good motor, it just changes the whole squad. And then uh, the the one that we really wanted to highlight that is uh, definitely has the biggest stats is uh, Chino Salisaria. Uh, averaging 22.6 points per game, 5.3 rebounds, five assists, uh, almost four, about four steals per game. I mean, the kid's a stud. What do you want to say about him? Because I know you do a lot with him with recruiting. I mean, I do. I mean, just those three you mentioned. I mean, I do a lot of them for recruiting. I help them out. Like I said, I don't just help out my kids as well. If you do have film or like trying to help find a school, I'd be more than happy to take a look and, you know, put you in the right place. Because I'm all about the kids. I want to help out. I want to help as many small ball kids get to the next level as possible. Uh, Chino Salasaria, just as you mentioned, 22 points, five assists, five rebounds, you know, four steals, whatever, the whole nine. The kids play. He has really great feel. What I've heard from coaches uh, just from around that have told me and stuff like that, the kid has feel his next level, uh, the way he sees the court, uh, his pace, the change of pace. The way, yeah, I mean, just a little bit of everything. The kid is a tough player. He's not super big or anything like that, but he gets it done. And he plays a little bit of defense when he wants to. He's been being a little bit more consistent with that. We can say, you know, it's not to what we are standards, but just those are just some of our kids that we like to highlight. And then Chino and Chito, if you guys couldn't put two and two together, they are family. Chito, believe it or not, is the little cousin of Chino. Fun fact. Yeah, and I mean, they're just great kids. Chino's just really smooth, man. Uh, he's got, got, like you said, he plays with a great pace, really good squad. And uh, there you go. That's all we're going to say about our team. Okay, so uh, let's move on to uh, ALA, all right? Uh, you got uh, American Leadership Academy, Ironwood. They're going to be competing in this tournament. They've got some really great kids on their squad as well. Somebody who we really got to see a lot of is Corey Wood and Elijah Taylor. And they're really good players. But uh, there's a couple kids for their team that I feel like are really making a difference for them. And it's a guard by the name of David Adayado. Adayado? I think I'm mispronouncing that but he's playing tough right now man averaging 14 points per game uh two rebounds 1.2 assists and one steal oh i'm sorry i'm saying this wrong 2.4 rebounds a game 1.2 assists per game and 1.6 steals per game this kid's tough he's really really good and he's just doing a lot of little things for them i've watched this kid play in the summer and he just has a super high motor man i mean the kid he's playing prison rules all the time like just 
diving on the floor, really physical. He's a great little guard for them. And then another kid that I feel like is really, it might be their MVP, is Allen. He's their center. He's a senior. He's averaging 13.7 points per game, 10 rebounds a game. And, you know, the rest of the stats are okay. Kind of two steals per game, which is pretty impressive. But he's averaging pretty much 14 and 10 a game. And I feel like in the times that I've wa- I've got to watch Alia Ironwood probably like three times in the regular season. I feel like they're at their best when they're playing through Allen and punching the ball inside to the post. And I think it helps their overall offensive flow so much. He's got great hands. He can move without the ball. He's a great finisher. He's just really good. So those are some kids that we really wanted to highlight from ALA Ironwood. Do you, let, me, let, me ask you, let me ask you this question, okay? Do you see a small ball team coming out on top of this tournament? I do, man. I, I said from the three, I mean, both really solid teams, great coach, all of them. A lot of them have, you know, different – versatile players in their fact i do see a small ball team coming out coming out but i'm just going to keep it at that i see a small ball team winning the whole thing too i'm gonna keep it at that as well all right let's move on to the santa cruz tournament uh okay so santa cruz is actually going to be a really good competitive tournament as well you got palo verde magnet santa cruz valley superior junior senior cesar chavez benjamin franklin shadow mountain kofa alhambra nfl yet Florence, Hayden, Apache Junction, Marivelle, and Pueblo. A team to watch out for in this tournament, in my opinion, is Palo Verde Magnet. Their only losses are to bigger schools, but they have some really good firepower. Antonio Martinez is averaging 26 points per game for them. He's a great guard with some really good handles. They also have two other kids on their squad averaging double digits. They open up play against Alhambra, who's not great, you know, uh, like I said, a lot of their losses are two bigger schools. We'll see if maybe they can get over the hump with Alhambra because Alhambra is not doing great right now at the beginning of the season. We'll see if they can get over the hump here. Who you got in first of this tournament? First of all, I think it's Alhambra. I think it's Alhambra. I think Hambra, but we'll keep no, it I'm, I'm not far saying it wrong. You're right. I think you are. Um, God, I, I was I was literally hoping you were going to say that. Like, if you weren't going to mention it, I was going to mention Pueblo Magnet because, like I said, they've been playing pretty tough, man. Just like yeah, their kid's good. That Antonio Martinez, I like his game. He uses his body well with his handles. Like He's good. They do. He does. Like I said, he has some pretty good teams in there. Ah, this one's interesting. You know, cause I think Pueblo, they're a good team. Yeah, they're good, man. Not Magnet, but Pueblo. You know what I mean? The 5A. They're a really solid team. Ah, it's just tough, man. Uh, it's always fun to think a small ball team is going to win this one. So let's, if we, let, I think we should do it as if we should just choose a small ball team to come out. Like who do we think is going to come out if, out of the small ball teams? So from that, I am going to go ahead and say either Pueblo Magnet. It's or- pa- pa- Palo Verde Magnet. Oh, Palo Verde. I'm so sorry, guys. If you're Got him. Got him. Or Florence. Yeah, I have Florence. Uh, the The way I, I kind of I ranked these, and I put, I think realistically, I could see Cesar Chavez winning first. Caesar. <laughs> Caesar Chavez. Caesar Chavez. I could win. I could see them coming out on top, and then I see Florence coming out second. Florence is just, I don't know, man. That's a team that you can just never count out, no matter who they're playing against. I love their kids. I think they're really well coached, and. And yeah, I just think uh, I think that I think Florence would be the one that would come out on top of any would. I like I'm not mad about that at all. Honestly, like I said, they have a pretty dynamic duo in those two guard plays. But like I said, their team goes where they go. So if they don't have a good night, it's gonna be pretty rough for them. Okay, and then let's move on to the to the Coyotes basketball invitational. Okay, uh, wait, it's not it's Coyotes, isn't it? It's not Coyotes. I think Coyotes. I feel like it's pronounced coyote. I don't know. Coyote. One of my students tried to write coyotes or coyotes up on the board and then misspelled it like coyotes. So we'll just, <laughs> we'll just do the coyotes basketball invitational. Uh, There's some really good teams on here. It's hosted by uh, ALA, Arizona Lutheran. You got Northwest Christian, St. John Paul II, Arizona Lutheran, Heritage Academy Levine, Gilbert Classical, Tonopah Valley, 
Phoenix Country Day, Valley Lutheran, Desert Christian, Wickenburg, Ariti Prep, Odyssey Institute, Cicero Prep, Horizon Honors, Tempe Prep, and Ambassador Christian, who's from California. That which teams, I'm not asking which team do you think is going to win. Which teams do you think are at the top of this tournament? Top three, Northwest, LA, Arizona Lutheran, and uh, Phoenix Country Day. Okay. If, for those listeners who have been listening, we've talked about Arizona Lutheran before. We talk, we discussed like if this is the if if there's any year Arizona Lutheran is going to really make that push to be a top tier two A team, it's this year. They have the guard play that do it. They have some size with them. Really well coached. I think you know this is a great opportunity for them to really showcase what they're about. You mean you said you play a pretty tough Phoenix Country Day, which I believe is still undefeated in the regular season. And then you have Northwest Christian, which is the top, which is probably like a top 15, top 10 team in the 3A as well. So, I mean, Arizona Luther has a chance to really uh, capitalize on this opportunity. Uh, I kind of had my pick. I think it's going to be Northwest Christian against LA uh, Arizona Lutheran. And, I mean, either one of those two teams can win, but I have uh, Northwest Christian winning. One of the things we talked about, and I don't disagree with that, one of the things that we talked about was at the beginning of the season was for ALA their schedule was was pretty they had a pretty favorable schedule so one of the important things for them was to have a really strong tournament this is a good tournament where they're going to get tested and they're going to have some really good competition to play against so I'm excited about that for them in that matchup I would also pick Northwest to beat uh, ALA Uh, I wanted to say this though because Right now, uh, ALA, Arizona Lutheran Academy, is sitting at 7-1, and one, so they're competing really good. Their only loss is to Pima, but it was a pretty bad loss. It was 53-37. to 37. And, you know, Pima's rolling right now. Uh, we talked about them earlier in the show. That, that's one of the marquee names in the 2A, and it has been for years. So I think that if I'm, if I'm coaching Arizona Lutheran, I'm thinking we got to have a really good showing in this tournament. So that way we feel good going into conference play after this. Another thing I wanted to say, another team on here that I think this tournament's going to be really good for is Tempe Prep in the 1A. Tempe Prep is 7-0. and They're a really good team. They're well coached. It's going to be really great to see what they're made of. They are their first matchup. They're going up against another well-coached team in Odyssey Prep. I'm really excited about them because I, you know, looking at their games, they've played against a lot of other teams that they've really kind of dominated. This will be where they start to see some really good competition, and I just want to kind of see what they're made of because I think they have what it takes to compete with all of these teams. I had also Northwest winning this whole thing, and a big reason for that like one of the biggest wins in Northwest schedule right now is they just had a massive win against Snowflake. And we said this at the beginning, Northwest always gets better later in the season because of football kids. Exactly. And I mean, like I said, for those of you listening, we're talking about Snowflake. I still think they're a top, top tier team in the 3A for sure. We get closer to playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised if they're a top 15 team in the state in 3A. Um, like I said, but I think Northwest Christian right now, just with their size, their players, I like the way they're coached and stuff like that. Um, it's going to be a pretty tough match for any team. Like I said, but don't be surprised because, like I said, Phoenix, they have their big still. I think he's about like six seven now. Pretty good footwork. He has a nice touch in the paint. Uh, can stroke it a little bit. So, I mean, Phoenix Country Day for sure has a has a shot. But I just think that if Arizona Luther is going to make this push or a showing, it's, it's in their tournament. It's going to be a lot of fun. And no matter what, all these teams are going to get better. We wanted to talk about the Timber Mesa White Mountain Classic as well. You said that you would pick this one to go to, which would be a great tournament to go cover. You got Morenci, Valley Sanders, Yuma Catholic, Walden Grove, Chin Lee, Gila Ridge, Thatcher, Arizona College Prep, Marana, ALA Gilbert North, Sholo, St. John's, Blue Ridge, Kingman Academy, and Ganado. While there are some two A's in here, the two A's that are in this tournament are, are really struggling right now. One of the three A's, I think, in my opinion, is taking this whole thing. Who would you love? And I'm, I'm not asking you who is winning. I'm asking you if in your perfect scenario, who would you love to see match up in the championship of this tournament? Yuma Catholic and Thatcher. Yuma Catholic. And oh, my, that's exactly what I wrote down in my are notes. Are you kidding man. me, dude? Wow. <laughs> 
Okay, I'm gonna change it off the bat. But why why do you say Yuma Catholic and Thatcher? Well, I mean, just the team, the the wins that Yuma Catholic has been able to rack up a little bit. You know, they they played ALA Ironwood, beat them in a really close game. But they, you know, and they, that was at ALA Ironwood. That's a huge win. Exactly. Uh, I think I believe it or not, they they played Chin Lee, if I'm not mistaken, and I believe they beat Chin Lee. I think that yeah, I think they've been like I said, Yuma Catholic has just kind of been on a roll recently. And like I said, Thatcher. We always talk about them. We love the style they play. They're really tough physical guards. Uh, they're big, just the nitty gritty of it. So yeah, I just never have. I haven't had the chance to see you McCaffrey play. You have, but I haven't. So seeing him in person would be great. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I get it because like you said, you have Chin Lee and Blue Ridge that are also pretty top tier teams. Not even top tier teams, but like good teams in the three A. But I just think that you McCaffrey and Thatcher would be a matchup to see for sure. Yeah, I think that. You're right. It'd be it'd be a great game between them. The thing about Yuma Catholic and watching them play, they don't blow you away. I mean, you 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 watch them warm up. You even watch some of their game film. None of their kids are like these amazing, crazy athletes. They've got some great players, but they just kind of play really well together, and they're pretty disciplined, and they just kind of make the right decisions. Their only loss of the season was uh, – against tuba city they lost 63 to 55 and then they came back and beat tuba city 52 to 43 so that's really their only loss that they've had but right now max preps has them ranked pretty high and we'll talk about that in a second my dream matchup to see in the championship here i would love to see yuma catholic playing against chin lee i'd love to see that matchup i feel like i've watched chin lee like three times this season and i feel like they're 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 okay. You know, they, they seem really young and inexperienced. A lot of that's because of COVID. I would love to see Chin Lee play against this really good human Catholic team and just kind of see what they're made of. I think that'd be a super fun. I just think that'd be a fun matchup and they have two very different styles of play. So I think that'd be super cool. Max preps has Yuma Catholic ranked number four and they've been on a tear lately. Do you think that ranking of number four sticks when AZ preps comes out with their official rankings? May uh, I don't think so. I think they'll finish at like six for sure. Top six team. You think top 16 or six? Six. Six. Okay. Six. So since we're on the subject, let me just read the top 10 off right now. According to Max Preps, according to Max Preps, you got Valley Christian number one. You got Coolidge number two. Sholo number three, which that is not going to stick. Uh, Yuma Catholic number four. Holbrook is number five. Much love to Holbrook. They've been playing really hard right now. Florence is number six, Chin Lee is number seven, Globe is number eight, Fountain Hills is number nine, and Push Ridge is number 10. And then you got, you know, everything after that. But there's some really good teams that they have out of the top 10 in Max Preps. And, you know, they have their own little algorithm that they go off of. I just thought of this. We need to release a, a top 10 because we watch more games than, and obviously Max Preps is just like an algorithm, but we watch way more games in the small ball scene than these other places. We need to put out our own little top 10. Maybe, maybe we, we'll probably, yeah, so stay tuned for that, actually. Let's, let's do that. I think that'd be kind of cool. You know, we'll probably do a little bit more work. I'll be able to work on it a little bit more. I think on our website, when it comes out soon, coming next year, get it, it's only a couple of days from now, um, <laughs> maybe we'll have a little, like, top, uh, you know, top 10 and 3A, 2A and stuff like that. Just so you guys can kind of see, like, where we're at. And it'd be kind of cool to get a little bit of fan engagement and tell us, like, make, plead your case. You know what I mean? That'd be fun. Why, why you're the why you're the number one team over Valley. Exactly. Please your case. We'd love to hear it. <laughs> okay. And then our last tournament that we want to talk about, bro, this is just a mouthful, man. I don't even know where to start with this. I'm just going to start at the top. Here we go. Can you count how many teams are in this? Yes. Let me count for you okay. real quick. Let's see. Well, well, here, count it just as I'm going, okay? Okay. All right. Here we go. It's the epic tourney New Year's Classic. You got Mountain View Marana, Window Rock, Mojave Accelerated, Snowflake, Awafria, Scottsdale Prep, Monument Valley, Seton Catholic Prep, The Gregory School, Miami, Leading Edge Academy, Sedona, Lincoln Prep, Paradise Valley, Fountain Hills, Winslow, Red Mesa, North Canyon, St. Michael, Williams, Buckeye Union, Carl Hayden, Veritas Prep, Phoenix Christian, Baba Kavari, Ray, Tucson, Combs, Trivium Prep, Sibiku, Sibic, Westview. How do you say that? Sibiku. Sibiku, Westview, and Tolleson Union. Okay, how many is that? 
I believe that was 32-33. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. I want to ask you, like, who comes out on top. But with so many teams, man, it's crazy to even know. If you could see any of these two teams match up against each other, who do you want to see match up against each other? Fallon Hills and Tribune. I like that matchup. That, that's interesting. Why do you pick them two? As well, they've been kind of floating under the radar. You know, Xavier Mike's back. He's averaging a little bit over 12. Um, he, you know, he's, as I say, they go as far as he goes. And like I said, they've just been playing tough, so I, I haven't been able to watch them yet. And we, we've seen Trivium. They have some pretty good guard play. You know, they've been, they've been on a little, nice little run as well. So I think stylistically these two teams are really different because Fallon Hills, I mean, we both know, very disciplined. They run their offense to a T. They'll kill you in the slow game. Trivium prep as well. They'll throw a bunch of sets at you. They get after it defensively. And I just think that just kind of those two matches would be just kind of fun to watch. I would go with a matchup. Oh, do I want to go smaller to bigger? I think I want to go smaller to bigger. Okay. I think I do. I would love to see a matchup with Mojave Accelerated going up against. I like Mojave versus Trivium as well, too. Yeah, dude, I'm going to go even higher than that, I'm thinking. I would love Mojave Accelerated against like a Seton Catholic prep. Yeah, but I've been, like I said, uh, I've been, wa- I've not been watching, but I've been following seeing Catholic prep. They're not doing as well as we probably saw. When we saw them in the fall, we thought, man, this team, and from what their coach told us, they had a couple transfers coming in. But seeing them play right now, they're they're an okay team. I think they're about a 500 team overall. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised or be mad if Mojave Accelerated was to play like a Paradise Valley or even like a – Right. I, don't, I, I don't know, like a Buckeye Union, like a 4A, 5A team. I think Paris I was a 6A team, but I think it'd be kind of fun to see. It'd be so fun, man. And I think it'd be perfect for Mojave Accelerated because we talked to Coach Scott Neal at the very beginning of the season, and his whole goal was wanting to play bigger teams. Right now, after watching a lot of 1A squads, dude, Mojave Accelerated is my favorite to win the whole thing. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's not that's not a bad thing to say either because you said North Valley Christian, they're kind of, you know, they're bobbing back and forth a little bit and stuff like that, going through their ups and downs. Mojave Accelerator has been pretty steady, to say the least, if we can honestly agree. Um, Tempe Prep is one of the schools that we did not see jump on our radar, but they're on our radar for sure now. And I'm curious to see how that carries on. So I guess we'll kind of find out through these tournaments. It'll be a lot of fun. And more than anything, it's just there's nothing like hoops during the holidays. You know, I'm so excited to be going to some tournaments. Like I said, we're going to be hanging out over at the Judy Dixon tournament and we're going to be watching some games. And it's just it's fun, man. And knowing that that we ha- all have a break from work, we have a break from school and we get a chance to just be with our teams, be with our families and play. It's just fun. And all these teams are going to get better no matter which tournament that you're at. So we're just excited about it. And it's super cool. We're going to get out of here, but be on the lookout for our next episode this coming Monday. Thank you guys for supporting the Arizona Small Ball Podcast, and be sure to like and follow the show. Drop a review for us on Apple Podcasts if you want to show some love, and we'll catch you guys next time.